Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 12th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. We did a series on the miracles of Jesus, and I hope that that was a blessing to you. Now we're doing a series on the parables of Jesus. We went through the parable of the sower. Right now we're going through the parable of the talents. We've been looking at this parable for weeks. This is part 55 of the overall series. It's called Pearls from the Parables, part 55. And the title of today's message is Faithful over little. Say this, I I will be faithful over little. The Bible teaches us that we ought not to despise small beginnings. The Bible teaches us that yet though our beginning be small, yet shall our our latter end greatly increase. We serve a God of increase, advancement, promotion, acceleration, but we have to be faithful over where we are so that God can release much, much more to us, faithful over little. Put in the chat, say it out loud. I will be faithful over little. God will give me charge over much. You ready? Let's get ready for the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Listen, before we actually get into the parable, there's a scripture we've been looking at all year. It's Psalms 126 and verse four. I want to go back to it again today. This is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again for us. We believe that at our church, that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So in 2023, yes, I've been teaching all of these different things, But every day, I want you to be refreshed and restored. I want you to be ready. I want you to be revived. I don't want any dry areas of your life to be okay with you, right? If there's any area of your life that's dried up, put in the chat, no dry areas for me. This is what happens. Restore us to the former glory. The text says, may streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. We we want a fresh wind, a fresh fire, a fresh anointing, fresh infilling a fresh drenching in the Holy Spirit so that we can walk with God with zeal and fire and fervor and favor and excitement. Say amen to that, right? So you want to walk with God. You want to be excited on a daily basis. Say, Lord, do it again. All right. So Matthew chapter 25, beginning at verse 14, this is what the Bible says. Jesus is talking. He gives this parable uh, uh, and he says this. This is actually the last parable that he gives uh, before he's getting ready to go to the cross. And so he says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a wealthy man who went on a long journey. This is Jesus leaving the earth. And one day he's coming back again. And before he left, he gave his servants, he called them together and and he gave them financial management responsibilities according to their abilities to manage. And so, so Jesus left and while he's gone, he's given us some things to manage according to our ability to manage. And watch this, to one he gave five talents of gold, to another two talents of gold, to another one talent of gold, it was according to their ability. And then he left and he was gone and he was gone for a long time. The guy with five talents of gold doubled the money. The guy with two talents of gold doubled the money. The guy with one talent of gold dug a hole, put the talent in there, did nothing with the money. After a long time, it's been a long time since Jesus is gone and, and it's gonna be a long time. We don't know when he's coming back, but one day he's coming back. After a long time, he came back and he wanted to settle accounts. When Jesus comes back, he's going to want to settle accounts. He's going to want to know, what did you do with the one life that I gave you? Okay. And after much time has passed, he comes
comes back and the guy with five talents runs to the master and says, look, master, I doubled your money. I did something with it. I, 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 you gave me this and this, I was working this thing, man. You gave it to me. You entrusted it to me. Uh, and I worked that thing. And guess what? I doubled it. And, and the master said, watch this. The master called increase faithfulness in the kingdom of God, increase equals faithfulness. He says, you have been faithful. You've been loyal. Come on now, watch this. Matter of fact, there's no limit to what I'm about to do in your life. You don't even know how I'm about to bless you because you've been faithful over this. Uh-oh, uh-oh, watch it now. I'm going to give you charge over more into now into the joy of the Lord. The guy with two talents was like, hey, hey, I doubled your money too. He's like, all right, cool. Slow down. I got you. I got you. Because you've been faithful. Once again, increase equals faithfulness because you've been faithful Guess what? I'm going to give you more. I'm going to give you much more than you even imagined. You've been faithful over this little. I'm going to give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The guy with one said, okay, fine. You're back now. Let me tell you something. I know that you're a shrewd man. I know that you're a hard businessman. I know that you want to reap what you have not even sown. I know that you get rich off of the backs of other people. So I did nothing with your money. I buried it. As a matter of fact, now that you're here, I don't even want it. Here, take it back. Ooh, there's going to be some people that stand before God. They did nothing with what he gave them. And this, the owner said, listen, you have been wicked. You are wicked. You are lazy. You are unfaithful. Matter of fact, let me take what you, what you have. Like in the kingdom, those that have a lot, more will be given unto them because they prove themselves faithful. Somebody say, that's me. But the one that has little is going to, even the little that he has will be taken away from him because he did nothing with it. And so he says, take this man away from me, throw him into the utter darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So what does this mean for you? today. All right. Oh, glory to God. What does this mean for you today? I have two things to share with you, two major points, but I got a whole lot of points. You ready? I'm excited a little bit about this message. Let me try to contain myself. Two things. Are you all ready? Number one, this is why I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Number one, here we go. Number one, you have a different perspective when you realize that you are a steward and not the owner. Put in the chat, God is the owner. When you realize that God is the owner, you're a steward, you're not the owner. You have a different perspective. I taught on this point yesterday. I need to circle back again to it today, right? I'm going to still deal with, you know, being faithful over little God of increase. I'm going to deal with that in point number two. But in point number one, I need to circle back on the fact that God is the owner. Say God is the owner. God owns everything, including my life. So yesterday I made that point. I said that in the parable of the talents, the money belonged to the owner. The servants belonged to the owner. Everything belong to the owner. And so the owner expected, because he owned everything, he expected things to be done in accordance with his will, not their will. And so two out of the three servants did good in the eyes of the master. One of the three was selfish. He did his own thing. He was called wicked. You got it? So when you realize that God owns everything, it changes your perspective on life. God owns everything. It changes your perspective of life. I'm going to I'm going to break this thing down. You can consult God with any given situation. Why? Because he he's the owner. He's in charge. He's the Lord. He owns everything. When you understand that God owns everything, including your life, it frees you from unnecessary stress. I'm about to help you out. Uh, especially with unnecessary stress. Put in the chat say stress has no power over me. You can consult God on anything because he owns everything to include you. He owns all the resources and he already made plans. So because of that, I can go to God and know that God can, he can guide me. He can, he can give me insight. He, Lord, what do you, listen, Rick Pena belongs to you, God. What do you want me to do in this, in this particular situation, right? Even a situation that I put myself in, 
I, I can still go to God and be like, God, I know, the, I know, you know, you know, I messed up and now I'm in a hole and I put myself in this hole, but because you love me <laughs> and because you have promised never to leave me nor forsake me nor turn your back on me, you can tell me what to do to get out of the hole because you love me. All right. And so, so I will take, I'll give you an illustration of this with a natural illustration with my own son who's currently in college. So I have a son who's in college, just got there. And recently his phone was damaged. Now, Isabella and I, we're parents and we're trying to get a hold of our son. I can't get a hold of my son. This is not good. I'm, you know, and I'm trying to get a hold of my son, trying to get a hold of my son. When I finally get a hold of him, he explains that his phone is damaged. The screen is messed up and it has water damage. Now, watch this. True story. At no point did I say, what did you do? You know, what did you do with the phone? What did you, I don't even care. I just want the, the ability to talk to my son. I could care less about the phone, right? And so this is like, sometimes people don't go to God because they're like, oh, I messed up. God is not holding it against you. Put, put that in the chat. Say, God is not holding my mistakes against me. God is not judging your future by your past. God loves you. He made good plans for you and he wants to bless you. God is good. You got to get this down in your heart. So anyway, I said, hey, son, you got to go to the T-Mobile store. I can get you an Uber and you go to the T-Mobile store. He said, oh, no, there's one close to me. I don't need an Uber. I'll just walk over there. So he walks over. Then he calls me. When he got to that store, it was not a T-Mobile store because I had looked up the Ubers, the stores, and it was not walking distance. And so he got to the store and it was like a phone fix-it store kind of thing. And so he was talking, he called me from the store and he's a little bit flustered because he's talking about how much is it going to cost to get a new phone? They're trying to sell me this phone, this phone, this phone, that, uh, or fix the screen, how much it costs to fix the screen. And this is how much money, blah, blah, blah. And he's walking me through this. And I could tell he's a little bit frustrated. And at that moment, I said, hold on for a minute, son. He said, what? I said, the phone ain't even your phone. I mean, the phone is not even yours. It's my phone. The account is in my name. And so all you need to do, son, is get to the T-Mobile store and put them on the phone with me and I'll take care of it because I'm the owner. Come on, man. Oh, I'm a, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. I'm the owner. You ain't the owner. So just give it. Don't even worry about it. Watch this. The owner. I'm the owner. I already made plans for situations like this. The owner. I'm the owner. I already set up insurance for situations like this. And so just go. And then the T-Mobile the store was too far for him to walk. So he was like, oh, dad. Is, I said, I got you, son. He said, I can't call an Uber because my screen is messed up. Well, I'm your dad. right? I'm the owner. I got you, son. Let me call you an Uber. So I called him an Uber. Boom. He got in the Uber. He went to the T-Mobile store. When he got to the T-Mobile store, I said, put them on the phone with me. Let them talk to the owner. They, then they talked to me. I talked them through it. Boom, boom, boom. They told me what to do. I went to this website. Click, 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 click. Boom. All right, paid uh, the deductible, boom, new phone is on the way. Problem solved. Why? Because I'm the owner and I had already set up some stuff. Watch this. Here's my point. My son was feeling overwhelmed with information about pricing and repair costs and replacement costs, not realizing he's not even the owner. I'm the owner. He's not the owner. Once, once he spoke to the owner, everything was taken care of in accordance with my plan because I'm the owner. It was my plan, not his plan. I was like, I don't need you to come up with a plan on how to do, get a new phone, pay for this. Stop. I don't even need, need you to do that. It's not even your phone. It's my phone. See, the issue was not the phone. I, I'm going to issue him a new phone. Why? Because I'm the owner. I, I, he's the steward. He's the manager. He's not the owner. He's just the steward of the phone. I'm giving him the phone. He stewards the phone. 
and Isabella and I, we own the phone. So this, this principle applies to all aspects of life. Listen, as believers, we often stress out over situations without remembering, hold on for a minute. I'm not the owner. <laughs> I, I, hold on for a minute. Like, like God is the owner. Like, like uh, sometimes we freak out. We're stressing out over stuff that we, hold on for a minute. God has promised never to leave me nor to forsake me. Hold on for a minute. I can just ask God what to do in any given situation. God knows, watch this, because he's the owner. God knows the plans that he made for me from the foundations of the world. God knows the alternatives that are available to me in this moment. God knows the resources that he already stored up for me for situations just like this. God knows the contingencies that he has in place. Come on now. And so I, God knows things that I could not possibly know, but God knows. And so I so here I am freaking out over something without going to the owner. And so here, two additional benefits, two additional benefits of going to God. Number one, he knows the end from the beginning, Isaiah 46 and 10. So God knows the end from the beginning. So God knows, watch this, I'm about to help you out. God knows the situation that you're in right now. He knew you would be in that situation before you were born. <laughs> so the situation that you're in right now, watch this. Even if you put yourself in that situation, God doesn't care. God is not holding it against you. God just wants you to come to him. Your situation, no matter how big it is to you, is small to him and is not a surprise to God. God already knew. Has it ever occurred to you that nothing occurs to God? Come on now. God already knew you would be in that situation and he knew you would be in that situation from the foundations of the world. Two, God already made provisions for your situation. So not only did he already know you were going to be in that situation, but God already made provisions for that situation. Just like I, Isabella and I, have insurance general insurance for the situation, have insurance for situations just like this. We already made provisions just in case something like this happens. We have insurance, but God's insurance is not general. Like we put insurance just in case something happens, but we don't know if something is going to happen. God knows exactly what's going to happen. So God doesn't have general insurance. God has specific plans. See, when you go to God, God is like, oh, thank you, son. Now I saw you was freaking out. Thank you, daughter. I saw you, you spent three days freaking out. I've been waiting for you to come to me. See, God is going to allow whatever you allow. God will permit whatever you permit. If you don't go to him, he's going to stand back and watch you as you freak out. So he's like, okay, daughter, uh, you spent three days worrying about something that you was not supposed to worry about because I already stored, I, I knew you would be in the situation and I'm not holding it against you. It's not like I'm, oh, I'm going to beat you up. Oh, listen, I knew you were going to make a mistake. I know you're flawed. God, I'm not holding your faults and your flaws and your failures against you, son. I'm not holding your faults and your flaws and your failures against you, daughter. Come on now. Listen, I already knew you would be in the situation and I already, not only did, do I have a plan, I have a specific plan that was tailor-made just for you to get you out of this situation. So if you don't understand this, it's so easy to get overwhelmed. Like my son got overwhelmed. And it's so easy to be like, you're like, oh man, you might feel overwhelmed. You might feel overpowered. You might feel underprepared or unprepared, but God is the owner. He doesn't want you to be confused. He just wants you to go to him. Well, that's the good news. He owns everything. And he's like, I already have a plan in place. You just need to talk to me. So now if you don't go to God, God is going to sit back and watch. And he's like, man, I wish he would just talk to me. He'll be like, I wish you would just, God is not going to interrupt you. God is not going to force you to be blessed. But if you go to him and be like, hey, father, I know you love me. And I know you already, first of all, I knew, you know, this would happen, right? You already knew. I don't need to report the news. It's not like you don't know 
what's going on. And so, so you already knew this would happen. And I know you already have plans. So tell me, Father, what to do. You tell me, God will lead you. He will guide you. He will direct you. It, it, even if you put yourself in that own situation, which is exactly what I did with my son. Hold on, son. I got it. Boom. Talk to these people. Boom, boom. Click, click, click. Got this in place. Boom. New phone is coming. Boom. Okay, son, this is what we're about to do. Boom. All right, let me get you Uber so you can go back to school. Right? Why? Because I went, to, he came to me as his father. Now, if, if me as an earthly father can have plans in place to be able to help my son in a situation like, like this, come on now. How much more? Say how much more. How much more does our heavenly father have plans in place? Why? Because he knows everything and he already made provisions for me. Say amen to that. And so I need to go to God. Even Well, Brother Pena, hold on, stop. I put myself in this situation. Isn't God going to be mad at me? No, he's not going to be mad at you. He's going to be, he's, he actually will be upset with you when you don't go to him. He's going to be upset with you when you, well, he's going to be looking at you like, what is wrong with him? What is wrong with her? Why is she beating herself up? Why is she knocking her head into this wall over and over again? Why don't she just talk to me? I already made a plan. Come on. Do you get this? It's the grace of God. Say amen to that. All right. Number two. Oh, this was so good. All right. Number two. If you are a good steward, God will give you more. Put in the chat, God will give me more. God will give me more when I'm a good steward. I made, I wanted to make this point yesterday, but I'm going to make it today. If you're a good steward, God will give you more. The parable teaches us to be faithful over little. And if we're faithful over little where we are currently, God will give us charge over much. See, you got to be faithful over what you have right now in order to get promoted. God, yes, God is a God of increase, advancement, promotion, acceleration, but you got to be faithful over little for God to make you a ruler over much. So there's two things I'm going to deal with in this point. First thing, A, God will not give you charge over something that he knows you're not capable at the moment of handling. God will not give you more than you can handle, but that also, God will not give you more than you can handle. Most people talk about that from a, a burden perspective or a test perspective. Oh, I'm going through a trial. I'm going through a test. God will not give me more than I can handle. But from a blessing perspective, the same point applies. God will not give you more blessing than you can handle either. See, God seeks to develop us through a system of tests and trials and experiences so that we can handle the increase. Put in the chat, I can handle the increase. You want to get to the point where you can handle the increase, where you are faithful over little so God can give you charge over much. God gives us the grace to manage what he has entrusted to us. He gives us the grace and his grace is sufficient, but we must mature to the point where we're even able to handle that grace. Like you got to be processed to be able to have, to carry the weight of the anointing associated with the assignment. So if you're not processed, God can't release the blessing because God, God requires you to be ready before he releases the blessing. The right thing at the wrong time becomes the wrong thing. The right blessing before you can handle it becomes a burden. And so, so what you want to do is you want to make yourself a candidate by being faithful over little for the next stage, the next level, the next paradigm. But God is not going to release it until you prove yourself faithful over little. God knows us better than we know ourselves. God knows our strengths. God knows our weaknesses. God knows what we can handle. So being a good steward, even of the little things, is telling God, now I'm ready for greater responsibilities. Put in the chat, say, I am ready for greater responsibilities. So being faithful over little leads us to be in a position to where God can release more. Say, God, I'm ready for more. You got to be ready, faithful over what you have so God can release more. In short, God will not give you more 
until you can handle it. And then B, second point from this point, and then I'm done. If we prove ourselves to be faithful over little, God will increase us and give us charge over much. This is what this parable is teaching. Good stewardship increases our capacity to handle more. That's material and spiritual. So good stewardship increases our capacity to handle more. Say, Lord, I can handle more. When you show God that you can handle more, he'll release more. But until you can handle what you have right now, he's not going to release more. Good stewardship opens the doors of opportunity for us that no man can close. Good stewardship positions us for divine elevation, for new levels, for new levels of responsibility. Good stewardship uh, uh, enables us to operate with a greater level of grace, enabling us to handle more. Say, I can handle more, right? So good stewardship is actually a form of worship where we're acknowledging that God owns everything and I, I want to manage what God has placed in my hands under my leadership and I want to manage it well because I'm honoring the Lord as I do it. The more we are entrusted with, the more we have the opportunity to prove our faithfulness. Therefore, the more God can give us and God can promote us to another level. See, when we're good stewards, we become conduits of the blessing, not just for ourselves, but for, every, for the earth, for the advancement of the kingdom. Watch this. Say this. Put in the chat. I am blessed to be a blessing. God blesses us. Why? So that we can be a blessing. God gives us prosperity. Why? For evangelism. God puts us in a position where, where we have more than enough so that we can advance his kingdom projects all over the planet so we, we can advance what he wants to do in this world. Good, good stewardship is a lifestyle that requires consistency. It requires diligence and it requires a heart that is aligned with God. Lord, I just want to do whatever you want me to do. I just want your plans to be effectuated through my life. I, my life is all about you. Whatever you want, I will go where you tell me to go. I will do what you want me to do. And when your heart is aligned with heaven that way, there's no limit to what God can do because now you're proving yourself over this level, God will increase you. Then once you know, learn how to manage that level, God will increase you. And once you learn how to manage that level, God will increase you. Why? Because you are co-laboring with God. God is co-laboring with you. See, God wants us to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. Now, to make this happen, God favors us to walk in positions of influence and authority. And once we prove that we can handle that level of influence and authority, God increases us. He said, oh, you've been faithful over this. Now God elevates us and God gives us a greater level of influence and authority. Why? Because he wants to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. And once you prove that you're Yes, you've, you've maximized that level. God increases us. Why? Because at every level and every stage, you are glorifying God. The, every time you give God the glory at that level and at that stage, oh, wow, God increased us financially. So we give more. Okay. God increased us with influence. So we're influencing more people. Every time people come to my office and, and it's a divine appointment, I minister to them through the Holy Spirit. God is sending people now. I'm operating in boardrooms. I'm operating uh, at another level. I'm talking to vice presidents and C-suite professionals, and I'm talking to them about Jesus. And, and because I proved myself to be faithful that I will handle that well, and I'm bringing glory to God's name, God says, okay, now 
I'm going to elevate you again. Now, I'm going to bring a different level of people. to you. I'm, I'm going to expose you to new people so you can talk to them about my son. And when you do that, and this thing keeps repeating itself, the higher you go, as long as you deflect the glory right back to God, and you're making sure that I'm not doing this for me, and it's not about me, and it's all about him, and the higher I go, and if it's if it's more influence, the influence is all about Jesus. And, and if it's more connections, I make sure I'm discerning, what do you want me to say in these meetings? If it's more money, I'm, Lord, what do you want to do with the money? And as long as I'm doing it for the Lord, this process keeps repeating itself. I'm faithful over little. God gives me charge over much. I'm faithful over little. God gives me charge over much. I'm faithful over that stage. God increases me to the next stage. That's how we matriculate through times and seasons, levels and stages. And I keep doing this until I die. And I keep doing this until I'm, I'm affecting with effects and influence, the people of this world and the systems of this world. But watch this. If I ever get to the point where I, I'm tired, I'm lazy, I don't want to be faithful over that level, level God is not going to increase me to the next level. Matter of fact, I may experience a regression because I'm no longer being faithful over what God has given me. But if I'm faithful over little, God will give me charge over much. And this process will keep repeating itself. Say amen to that. This is how the kingdom of God works. It's all about us changing the world. Say this, say God is going to change the world and he's going to do it through me. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. This was a good message. This is a message you might need to listen to again. Lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I boldly declare that you are the owner of all things, including my life. I am a steward not the owner. This realization changes my perspective on life and it relieves me from unnecessary stress. I consult with you, Father, on all issues because you know what to do and you already made plans. There's no situation that is a surprise to you. So I believe that you already made provisions to address any situation that I find myself in. I will not be overwhelmed and I will not be confused. I submit to you, Father, knowing that you will lead, guide, and direct me out of every problem, even the ones I created. I am a conduit of blessings, not just for me, but for your kingdom. I'm storing up treasures in heaven through good stewardship. I am a co-laborer with you. I bring glory to your name. The higher I go, the more kingdom influence you have through me. Living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. Listen, if you're not getting my, my notes, why would you not get the notes? You get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in this message, in the chat, if this message was a blessing to you. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Greater is coming for you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.
If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.